It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 69.8 degrees at Newstalk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful. However you want to be successful. If you want one less flower, one less weed, one more flower, one more weed, doesn't matter to me. I'll help you do whatever you want to do. If you want to be organic, if you want to be totally synthetic, if you want to do anything beginner-wise and you don't know the name of the plant, it doesn't matter. We're here to help you be more successful, whether you know the name of the plant or not. Ashley Frasca screens calls and is just the nicest person in the world. Was up in the helicopter this week doing an awesome job doing traffic reporting this week. How was the helicopter? That was super cool. I'm I'm in the depth chart now for airborne traffic reporting behind two of the other guys, and uh, you know had to get my feet wet. And it was right. it was fantastic. It's amazing. I wish everybody in the city had that opportunity to see our great city in Metro oh. Atlanta from, from afar. It was pretty fantastic. Wow, good for you. By the way, if you want to follow Ashley Frasca, Ashley Frasca WSB on Twitter. She has more Twitter followers than I do, which is appropriate. And so. Garth Brooks and Garth liked Brooks, one of my tweets. So, oh my gosh, I lost my mind this week. Garth Brooks. Yes, Ashley is followed by Garth Brooks as well. So, what, what, what a girl. All right, so on Twitter, if you want to ask questions by Twitter, you can hashtag AskWalter. Ashley has one right now that she found. Well, I want to thank you. You said you have helped people be successful, and that is absolutely correct. And I just feel like, you know, you, you get through so many calls in one Saturday, plus the fact that we add in. Twitter and social media, you're yeah. helping people on so many platforms. So thank you for that. You're welcome. It's Aww. fun for me. <laughs> I hope it's fun for everybody else. I'm just here having a good time. Everybody learns. So this was from Butterfly Rain. That's her name on Twitter. Good wow. question. What can I do about the ants mounding up near vegetable garden rows? Ah, so if they're mounding, they're probably fire ants. That tells you one thing already. And because I myself have seen the fire ant mounds around Atlanta, I know very likely these are fire ants near the vegetable garden. But I also know that there are few and far between the insecticides that are labeled for use in vegetable gardens for ground-dwelling insects. There's some insecticides, of course, you can use for leaf-footed bugs and aphids and things like that above ground. But legally, I'm not supposed to say use this against underground like fire ants. The easiest way, I think, to do it is simply to put fire ant bait, and the brand name that I see most often is called Amdro, A-M-D-R-O. Put Andro bait around the perimeter of the garden. That's legal. Let the ants come out and find it. They forage right now. They're hungry. They've been trapped. <laughs> They've been cooped up inside for now, what, two, three, four weeks, and all the fire ants are thinking, man, I'm hungry. What's, what's to eat? And so the fire ants in the vegetable garden come out to the perimeter of the garden as they forage, looking for something to eat. They find some of this Andro bait. They take it back, kills the queen, end of story. That is how I would deal with it. If you want to make a mound drench, there are a couple of online insecticides that use citrus oil. Citrus oil is a pretty good insecticide, but you never see it at garden centers around Atlanta. But you could make a drench and pour it on mounds in the vegetable garden if you want to, but you have to go online to find the citrus insecticides. But Amdro you can find anywhere. Use the bait around the perimeter. 
Perfect. I'm typing it up now. Thanks. That'll work. Tell them what to do. Let's go to the phone. Scott is in Winder, Georgia. Scott joins us. Hey, Scott. Morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, we had a conversation last year about our Rising Sun Redbud. Oh, awesome Redbud. You bet. Mine died. Oh, Scott. I think the drought got to it, but it came back from root. Well? Here's my question to you. Not a single leaf out of the 20, 30 shoots from this thing right. are displaying any of the color of a Rising Sun Redbud. The folks at Pike said it wasn't grafted. I can't see a graft on that thing. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I wish I'd looked this up before you called. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I cannot remember offhand, Scott, whether it is or not. And you say you haven't seen the graft union on yours. And the people at Pike say it's not. It may be a cutting grown. And cutting grown is, is a fine way to propagate red buds. They're pretty easy to root. So it may not necessarily be grafted simply because it has that nice yellow, orange, green you know, combination that I admire so much with Rising Sun Red Bud. I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, Scott, but I'm guessing leave it alone and let's see what happens. The new foliage is the one, is the foliage that's most bright. That's the yellowest and the orangest that's just the most attractive. And so this has been going on for how long? When did it die? I've had dieback every year, which I guess is fairly common oh, on this tree. But no, 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 no. What's going on? Why is it dying back every year? I get 20 30% dieback since I put it into the ground. But mm. this year it died all the way to the ground. Um, you got me. I, it's, it's full sun. It probably goes into shade around 3 o'clock. I yeah. gave it a lot of water. I gave it a lot of mulch around the base to try to keep the, the roots happy. And right now I've got a 6 by 5 bush coming out of the ground. I don't know. It's been a fickle tree for me. There's something not right. Not right. Um, rising sun is vigorous. It will grow. It should not be dying back 20 or 30% every year. There's something screwy with the root system somewhere, is my bet. Now, that said, you could continue to keep it if you want to and see what happens, like I was initially advising. Or you could dig it up and go get another rising sun and do one thing for me. Take a water sprayer and spray all the all the soil off of it. The better time to plant probably is not now in June, July, but mm -hmm. in September, October. Take a water hose and spray all the soil off of the root system before you plant and make sure the roots are not circled up around each other and choking each other, which is a possibility and would fit the symptoms you've given me already of dying back 20 or 30 percent every year. That sounds to me like something's messing up with the root system. Okay. Well, uh, if I don't see any luck, I think I'll do what you suggest. Just right. dig it up, toss it, and see if I can find another one. Still a great tree. And don't forget that if, even even if it's not not dying here, if you buy Rising Sun from a nursery that has a guarantee, like Pike Nursery here in Atlanta, they would honor the guarantee, I think, and say, all right, let's replace it. Let's get you one that is doing doing better or will perform better than the one you have. So always consider that when nurseries offer guarantees, that's a good quality nursery, and you should think about that when you make your high-dollar high purchases. Thank you so much, Walter. All right, you bet, Scott. Thanks for calling. We've got, let's see, 814. We've got Mike and McDonough joining us on Lawn and Garden. Brother Mike, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, I want to first thank you for adding to the fabric of Atlanta. <laughs> Corduroy <laughs> denim. <laughs> 
Uh, Chenille, here I am, the fabric of Atlanta. How can I help, Mike? Um, I have my wife's favorite color is purple. Yeah. And I stumbled across at um, Home Depot a really dark purple crepe myrtle. Awesome. And I want to know if you, what, first of all, what do you know about this new crepe myrtle? And it's, um, in its first year out, so I guess it's pretty expensive. And is there a better way, or a, I'm a cheap guy, to find one so I can put it on the corner of the house and make my wife smile? So the better way to find one at another nursery that's cheaper, or what do you mean, better way? Yes, yes, like online, or is there a great... Uh, uh, mm. How long does it take for a, proc- a new breed, I guess you'd say, to go from you know fresh on the market to a reasonable price? I guess it depends on demand. Uh, the crepe myrtles that are on the market now were probably developed 10 years ago. It takes that long before the... The cycle of introduction to the very specialty retailers to the mass market retailers takes about 10 years. So if you see something at Home Depot right now, it was available 10 years ago, but only to people who had the in-the-know knowledge, you know, about it. Um, So I guess the first thing to do is to identify which purple crepe myrtle you have. And there are several of different hues of purple. And I know that over in McKinney, Texas, they have the... What's it called? The Crepe Myrtle Farms, the Crepe Myrtle Collection, the Crepe Myrtle something or other over in McKinney, Texas. And I believe they have photographs online that you could look at and say, oh, that's what I have. That's what I have here. And then be able to go further online and see if there's any good prices at qualified nurseries online that you could buy one for cheaper than you might at the local store. That's interesting. So you can see a variety of Crepe Myrtles available uh, from McKinney, Texas, you think? Well, that's the place that has the pictures, so you can at least identify it, but you won't be able to buy it, I don't think, from them. They're just people who like right. to grow crepe myrtles and figure out what they are. Excellent. Well, thanks. And also, thanks for the advice on the last call. I have a tulip tree that sounds like it has the same problem with the roots or something. Yeah, yeah. when things die back like that, that's, that ain't right. That's not a, not a good sign. So that's, that's why I think the root system is probably compromised somehow, somewhere. Don't know what it is, but that's just what it sounds like to me. All right, I've got one more quick question for you. Well, you got 32 seconds here, Mike. No problem. I've got a small Japanese maple. I think it's, a, it's a, the very smallest leaf I've found. Ten years old and about three feet tall and about six feet around. It's gorgeous. I want to move it. Um, fall, with the fall. Should I cut the roots now to get the roots to start um, compacting for a fall move? I might do some now. I wouldn't do a full circle all the way around it, but maybe every foot or two around it, slice it into the ground to get some new roots started there. And I wouldn't do the move until November, probably, and maybe soak it real good in October so you are always sure that the roots are not suffering from any kind of drought in September, October. Make sure they're mm-hmm. nice and moist and looking good. And maybe now do that root severing if you want to do that to prepare it for the move. Do that now, about half of it. Okay, got it. 818 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need.
at 823. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. 40% chance of rain today. High 86, 85, 86 degrees this afternoon. Low of 72 overnight. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. High of 88 degrees. And stay tuned. Your full week of July 4th. The weekend forecast as well as the July 4th forecast coming up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Robert in Eatonton, Georgia joins us on Lonnie Garden. Hey, Robert. Good morning. Mr. Reed, how are you doing this morning? Brother Robert, how can I help? Okay, two things. One, the I've noticed a lot of people talking about the ants and, and, and all of this on yeah. their plants and all of that in the ground, the ants and bugs on their plants. Now, what I've found is I'm not trying to prop the company because I, I have nothing in the company, but I use their product. It's called Wonderside, uh, Wonder Inside, S-I-D. C-I-D-E, yeah, sure. Yes, okay, it, it is a cedar oil-based compound. All right. it is is water and cedar oil. Right. You mix, you put it on your thing, and you squirt it. Now, I put it on my hands and put it on my face and legs and arms. Keeps the <laughs> bugs away. Now, I had some roses that were just deplorable looking. I mean, they were god-awful looking. And I was going to cut them down, so I thought I would take this Wonderside and just spray it all over because of, it had the black spots all over the leaves, sure. and they were turning sure. yellow and all that. Roses are now beautiful. I have no bugs, no ticks, no fleas on my property because I spray it everywhere. Um, and it works phenomenal. And it even works real good on fire ant mounds. Spray them out, saturate the mound. Yeah. They die. They don't come back. At least I haven't seen them come back. Yeah, the question now, to me is, does Wonderside on the label say for control of fire ants? No, it tells you it's mainly for ticks and fleas is what yeah. it says. But... Mm. I've been using it for, what, two years now, and I have, I mean, after hard rains, I'll go out and I'll just spray the yard, spray the trees yeah. and all that to keep the bugs down, and it does. It literally, it keeps everything out and away from the house. I have a, a ticklish position that I have to carry on when I hear, you know, compliments like this for particular products that are, they're in a class that the EPA has, has labeled G-R-A-S, generally regarded as safe, G-R-A-S. And so okay. there are many oil insecticide products that are labeled G-R-A-S that don't have to go through the testing that the EPA would require of the synthetic things that you have, you know, millions of dollars have to be invested before they're put on the market. So because cedar oil has been used for years and years and years for various things, maybe not fire ants all the time, but for insect repellency and citrus oil, we mentioned that earlier, against fire ants. Citrus oil is a, um, a degreaser. It can be used against insects because it wipes the yeah. wax off the, off the body. Canola oil can be used as a suffocant because it suffocates uh, scale and aphids and things yeah, like sir. that. So all these GRAS type products it, they, you can't say you, you can't say that they have been tested and found effective because they don't re, they're not required to be tested and so I can't right. say that Wonderside is going to work for everybody in every situation. It's worked well for you. Right. It's good to know that, Robert. But I can't recommend Wonderside to no, no, all no, people that call I me. You. I just I figured I would let you know about it so that way because you do your research anyways and I know this. So yeah. um, the other question I have for you is uh, a couple years ago we tore the yard up and put down, um, what is it, um, uh, winter rye and got nice pretty grass and all through the winter. Yeah. And after that died off, we got, it looks like grass, but it ain't grass. <laughs> it's <laughs> just weeds. And I'm trying to, short of going in and just tearing every stick out down to pure ground, dirt and put a new layer of uh, nice healthy dirt in, what would you recommend me do to cover patches that won't grow? 
right now? Yeah. Hmm, you don't have a lot of solutions. Side, of course, but side costs money. Um, in full sun? I mean, I've planted everything I could plant. I've done, I've yeah. done the... the the fescue and the Bermuda, I've done everything. And part of my yard is bright all day. Part of it's kind of shady, so it's I'm kind of caught in that conundrum. Yeah, in that do? kind of situation, zoysia is going to be my choice because zoysia does have some shade tolerance. Zenith zoysia is a seeded zoysia that you can find at most garden centers, and it's available online as well. And so the question is, can you prepare the soil well? Can you keep it irrigated? It's a little slow to germinate, so you got to be sure it's irrigated, doesn't dry out for a couple of weeks after you plant it. But if you were doing something for the first time for the summertime, I would say zenith, as long as you can irrigate it, that's what I would use. All right, it's 828 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 836, 70 degrees. This is Lawn and Garden, the less... 30 minutes of Lawn and Garden, 25 actually, of the Lawn and Garden show this Saturday morning. It's great to be with you this morning. We have covered a wide panoply of subjects today, not only on the air, but also through Twitter, through the phones. We've done lots and lots and lots of questions. But one of the things I always look forward to every Saturday morning is visiting with my friend Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Hey, Mickey, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I am well, but I am told by a little bird that you're not at your local Pike Nursery this morning. No, I'm in L.A. You're in Lower, Lower Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, that's right. Right on the beach, it's beautiful. I had a guy earlier this it's morning wonderful. who offered me the use of his cabin at Grayton Beach if I would give him some certain advice. I was very tempted. Oh, my goodness. Very tempted. Sounds like a deal. Yeah, it does Sounds indeed. Like a deal. So how's the weather down there? Is it raining like it is up here? Well, we've had we've had some rain, but we're at my grandson's baseball tournament, yeah. and we've only been washed out one time. So <laughs> it's, it's good. Anyway, it's been fun. I'm glad to hear it. It's wonderful to be with your family and to take a little vacation in the summertime and the sound of the waves and the beach and the sand and the sun and the birds. and I want to go to Great what Beach right now. Yeah, that would be pretty nice to be down there. So, Mickey, even from your faraway perch, we still have a Pike's Pick of the weekend. What is it this weekend? That's right. It's Gardens to Go. And those are our ready-made containers. They're beautiful. They do them at our farm, yeah. what we call the Pike Farm. And they do a great job on them. I mean, they're so pretty. And there's ones for sun and there's ones for shade. Um, there's some... They're calling patriotic ones now, and they've got a, an American flag in them, so they'd be perfect for your front steps or something like that, or for your patio nice. for the 4th of July. Nice, Or nice, you could nice. give them as a, a hostess gift. That would be a great thing to take to somebody on the 4th. Is, are the, is there a discount in price, or are these just featured for the weekend? Yeah, they're, tw- they're 20%, 20% off. 20% off. That's awesome. Off. Yeah, that's what we yes, want to hear. they are. Absolutely. Off. What can I say? I think there are more and more of us of a certain age. I'm not going to include you, Mickey, but me, where just do it for me and let me buy it and I'll take it to the party. I'll put it on the front porch. That's all I want to do. And these gardens to go. uh, Ashley picked up a picture of them online. They are gorgeous. They are really something to be proud of. 
And you can either use them, and they've got, you know, nice-looking containers, yeah. or you can take the container and just set it down inside your, you know, if you've got a, a cement container or a fancy container, you can just set them down inside there, and it works great. Just make sure, I always tell everybody, make sure it drains good. Make sure your own you container do that, doesn't get full, sure. of, full of water and that's right. yards to go. Is there, yeah, and now, that's it. What about maintenance? They've been fertilized, I'm assuming, at the farm, at the Pike Farm. They've been fertilized yeah, once. Yeah, they have. What do in, you do? Um, and just keep them watered mainly. Pick out the right one for the sun or the shade. Right. And then in a month or six weeks or so, maybe a month from now, you might give them a shot of Miracle Grow or something like that. Okay. You know, if they look like they need it, you can do that, and that'll keep them blooming until Labor Day at least. I noted this morning earlier that because of all the rain, all the containers and vegetable gardens and flower gardens too around Atlanta have probably had most of the fertilizer washed out of the ground that's already right. and they need some feeding now and these containers having already been fed okay that's great but like you say when four to six weeks let's feed them again so they have lots of flowers and they'll continue to look good through Labor Day that'd be great that's great so gardens to go 20% off all right. Pike locations just go to the cashier and bring two or three of them up there of course and bring them and say this sure. is 20% off Mickey said so this morning and you get something to decorate and it's done it's perfect it's beautiful and you don't have to do anything but just take it out and set it on the steps or bring it for your housewarming present or whatever you're going to do for the parties this weekend or next I guess not That's this right. weekend but next week as the 4th of July comes on yeah. So you got here, it. here's a burning question for you, Mickey. Ah, ah, a burning question. Okay. Where are you going to go for fireworks this this Fourth of July? Um, I think we're going to go in Marietta because I'm going to be home. Okay. I'm going to be home by then, so we'll probably go in Marietta. That's what we usually do. And they're not going to do it at Lenox this year, so I don't get to go there and be in the crowd around Lenox. So I'm thinking maybe Decatur, yeah. maybe Shambly. Shambly has a nice fire or had a nice fireworks display in the years past, and Decatur I know is going to have yeah. one this year. So. Yeah, I think Marietta does. I hadn't checked on it, but they always have. I think they are. Yeah, Centennial but, Olympic Park. Anyway, that's Stan, the always, Stan always set off his um, sh- his uh, skyrockets. He always has to set some of those off. I always have to do that. And then hear all the dogs and cats in the neighborhood. This is one of those years where it's not likely to set the neighborhood on fire because it rains right. so much that we don't <laughs> correct, have to worry about correct, it. Correct, correct, correct. So maybe this year, maybe this year, no fire set, no liability incurred as a result of that. I hope not. All right, to summarize, we have not. gardens to go. The beautiful, beautiful arrangements that Pike has that are for sun, for shade. They're 20% off at all Pike Nursery locations. All you have to do is tell the cashier you want 20% off your purchase. And where would we right. go to find one, all the... I've got one more oh, thing. Oh, 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 go I've ahead. I've got one more thing to tell you. Which is? Um, we've got a class this week. Uh, I think it's on the... Uh, it's next week, actually, on uh, uh, succulents. They're oh, good. calling it Savvy Succulents. Good, good, and good. And they're having it at select stores, and there's also going to be a kids' class. So um, just be sure and check at PikeNursery.com. PikeNursery.com. That's what I was looking for <laughs> right there. <laughs> Find where your local Pike you Nursery. No, you're supposed to say it. You remember. Local Pike okay. Nursery. Well, have fun at the beach, Mickey. Have fun at the baseball game, and we will see you back next week. Go Cougars. Bye. <laughs> see you soon. Bye-bye. It's 842 on a Saturday morning. Carolyn's turn comes up. Hey, Carolyn, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Good morning. Garden. How are you? I am fine, Carolyn. How can I help? Yes, sir. Tell me this. Is it possible to move a maybe, I guess, between an 8 to 10 feet pear tree to another place? With mm, who's going to help? 
I would get a certified arborist to do that for me, if it's possible. I don't see why not with a certified arborist. You you get some awesome help there, but grandkids would be fine, too. You can hire them a little bit cheaper, maybe, than the certified arborist. I think with a seven-foot-tall pear tree, mm-hmm. you have a pretty good chance of success. If you do it in the fall, I would not do it now, but if you do it in November sometime when the leaves have fallen off, if you had mm-hmm. somebody to help you dig a nice, deep root system and try to get as many roots as you possibly can, not worrying so much about dirt, just worry about roots. Get as many okay. roots as you can to go to the new spot. Okay. I think well, you've see, got good chances. Planted for us about 40 years ago, Yeah, and I'm going to expand the house, and I would want to keep it if I possibly could. I think you can move it, but I just, again, wait till the right season to do it. November would be a great time to do it. Get some help, get a lot of roots. I think you've got 90% easily chance of success. Good to hear. Thank you so very much. All right, Carolyn, thanks for calling. Bye-bye. We've got Jack on the line and coming. Hey, Jack, good morning. Good morning, Ross. I hope you're doing well. I'm well. How can I help, Jack? I have started a raised bed organic garden, and when I killed it, I didn't find a single worm. Hmm. And I called the local uh, extension agent up here. I'm looking for some uh, composted leaves out of by a municipality that usually, but she said she didn't know of anything in this general area. I wondered if you knew of a source of organic material that I could put in the, the garden to try to change it a little bit. Uh, try Green Brothers up in Marietta. Green Brothers or Earth Food, E-R-T-H-F-O-O-D, Earth Food, or Green Brothers, either one are going to be close enough to you there to get something fun and good to put into the yeah. into the garden. Do they do bulk? You know, if you want bulk bulk, the easiest way there is to go to probably Supersod. And um, I think Green Brothers, yeah, I think Green Brothers delivers bulk, and the Earth Food people do as well. But the Supersod people have that great big yellow bag that they deliver to your driveway or wherever you want to put, and you can just shovel the stuff out of it. That's nice organic stuff from the, the big super bag. The what they call it, the well, cube bag, cube bag. That's what I needed to know, so I'll uh, thank you. It's a late start, but uh, we're going to move forward for next to fall and next year. Thank yeah, you very much. organic material, that's a key to happiness right there, Jack. All the yeah. organic material you can add. Yeah, great. Good job. Thanks a lot. Julie, Julie comes to us from Marietta. Hey, Julie, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Hey, Walter, good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help? Good. So um, I have some peach trees, and they're really little. I just got them about a year and a half ago, and um, the squirrels got them last year in like two days. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was hoping that you had some sort of solution so that I could keep those squirrels away this year. I know somebody who put the little mesh bags that they got. What was it? Onions? Well, I can't remember what they got from the grocery store. But they had the little mesh bag, green mesh bags that they put around the peaches and apples, I think it was, that they had. And they said that they had more success with that than trying to trap and remove. And I said, that's too much work. And they said, you want a peach or you want to trap and remove? All right. So they put the mesh bags around their peaches, and they got reasonable repellency, I guess, for the peaches from that. I have considered myself getting hardware cloth and putting around my Asian pears and seeing yeah. if they could gnaw through the wire and get into my pears or pull them off the tree or something mean that they squirrels do. But there's not a repellent. There's nothing that you can spray or hang in the tree or anything like that. It's just simple physical protection or physical removal of the squirrel, one or the other. You okay. take a choice. So, so around the trunk or around the actual fruit? Each individual fruit. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, now we're thinking, <laughs> hmm, standing on that ladder for about two hours. Well, they're little, so they're like maybe five or six feet tall, so it wouldn't be that bad. Okay, well, you can do that then. Awesome. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. You have to do oh. one bit of homework for me. Okay. I need a picture of you putting the stuff around the fruit, and I want to see what it looks like because I think that's yeah. interesting. And then report back and say it worked, or the squirrels jerked the mesh bags of the metal off of it and they ate all my peaches after all. Okay. It's going to look really funny, but I'll do that. That's exactly why I asked for the picture. That's what I want, Julie. Send awesome. me a picture. All right. Awesome. Hey, thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. It's 847 and one half at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Chances of rain today, less than they were yesterday. It rained at my house a great deal of yesterday. 40% chance of rain today. High today, 20, 86 degrees. Low overnight, 72. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 88 degrees. Your full weekend forecast as well as the forecast for July 4th comes up in 10 minutes on News Talk WSB. Right now, Dot in Loganville joins us. Hey, Dot. Good morning. Good morning. I'll make this very quick. Blue Moon Cypress. Yeah, sure. It is dying from the middle of a branch down. The whole mm. branch will die. Mm. Had them about four years. It's a great-looking plant, too. That nice, dark blue color on it. It's oh, a great yes. Plant. Yeah, matches sure. the house. Just yeah. beautiful. And I'm just don't know what to do. I've taken uh, give, it in. They don't know. Give me some history. Give me some. Did, did you planted it four years ago? Is there any chance? I mean, I got to ask Dot because this is an obvious thing. Did it get dried out last fall? Because Camasiphorus is it tough. Did. I, but, I bet you it did. And so, why are we not saying? Drought is the problem. Prune out the brown branches and see if it can grow over them and cover them up. That seems to me the best course of action, just to see what happens. Yes. Just cut out those branches. Yeah, because, again, Camocypris is a tough plant. This Blue Moon False Cypress is the real name for it, is a tough, tough plant. I love Camocypris. There are golden ones. There are the blue ones. There's the sort of green ones as well. They're nice plants, and anything that gets dry eventually says, uh, we don't like this here, Dot. <laughs> they show you by yeah, brown the leaves. Yeah. yeah, it's got good drainage. Yeah, yeah. So just cut the branches out. That's what I would do. Thank you so much. You tell them, hey, over in Loganville for me, Dot. No. <laughs> tell everybody I said hello. I'll do it. Thanks. All right, Dot. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 is the number for the Home Fix-It Show. Dave Baker is in the house, and the Home Fix-It Show is straight ahead. As we've mentioned before, if you go to my website, WalterReeves.com, you can use it to find answers to many, many, many questions. One question might be, what if I see this black caviar-looking stuff coming up out of the ground? Ah, yeah, you didn't know about that, did you? Caviar coming up out of the ground. This was a question was featured in my newsletter. You can sign up for the newsletter at WalterReeves.com. It comes out every second Thursday of the month, and uh, every other Thursday, I should say, of the month, and has all sorts of interesting things in there. 
As a matter of fact, besides the caviar question, which we answered this past week, there's one about tomato herbicide damage, and this is from people who use hay. This in particular was a person who used grass clippings and some hay as well they'd gotten from a lawn and a pasture that had been sprayed with weed killer, and it was making their tomatoes go and turn around pretty badly. And that was answered. I showed them what to do about that. And the other one that we had so much fun with earlier this morning was the wolf fart pear-shaped puffball. That sounds like a Dave Baker topic right there, but the wolf fart pear-shaped puffball was diagnosed, identified, pictures of it there on my website, WalterReeves.com. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. If you have a Pinterest account, all I have on Pinterest is pictures of weeds, basically, pictures of weeds and specifically how to control them. So if you're worried about creeping Charlie or about Bermuda grass in your flower beds or about uh, Polonia, all those things on Pinterest, I got them there. It's been a great Saturday morning. Why is it great? Because I get to spend it with Ashley Frasca screening my calls. Again, her Twitter feed, Ashley Frasca WSB. Follow her and you'll find all you need to know about traffic during the week. And she is now the third-string helicopter pilot and will be up in the air at times to be determined later. Jason Byers engineers the show and finds good music for us to play, keeps us happy, and just makes sure that we all have a good time on a Saturday morning. He has an awesome wife, the veterinary wife, who gave me a little off-the-air veterinary advice this past week, which I appreciate greatly as well. Don't forget, next Saturday morning, we'll be right here at 6 a.m. till 8 till 9 a.m. And you can join us then for another edition of Lawn and Garden.